Pesukim Nanach. Now I'm going to sh- tell us a fascinating story. Where are we starting? Perak Hey, Gimel. Fascinating story, and we're going to see that there are different ways of understanding Bichlal, what the Pasuk was talking about. And the Pasuk says like this, When Yeshua was in Yerichoy, so now this is already a step ahead. Until now, Yeshua was in Gilgal. That was the campsite that they stayed in when they crossed the Jordan River. That was where they made the Prismila, that was where they brought the Korban Pesach. Now, after that, they've now moved from Gilgal to Shkayach, to prepare for the conquest of the first battle, which is the battle against Yerichoy. So when Yeshua was in Yerichoy, prior to beginning the campaign, so what happens? By Yisra Enov, he raised his eyes, he sees, there's a man standing in front of him, with a sword outstretched in his hand. Wasn't and obviously, Yeshua this wasn't a human man. Are you on our side or are you on the enemy's side? Which just proves the point. Right? Had it been a person, then she would have recognized him. Was he just, he's looking like one of the hidden? Was he looking like a knani? He wasn't afraid but, that uh, he was going to kill him, though. He wasn't afraid he was going to kill him. He understood this was something spiritual. But he didn't know what the message was meant to be. As we're going to see, like I said, in different chazals, the different ways of explaining what the Prophet is talking about. So first we'll read the Pesukim, and we'll follow the two different explanations of what happens. And this man replies, no. No. Now the question, what is he saying no to? The question wasn't yes or no. The question was, are you on our side or our enemy's side? He says, no. I'm an officer in the army of Hashem. And I've now come. So what does that mean to me? So that, that would mean, I assume that means that he's on their side. He didn't say that. He just said, I'm an officer of Hashem's army and I've now come. So how does Yeshua respond to that? By Yippel, Yeshua, the pond of Arza, by Yeshua, by Yeshua, that's down to him. What does my master say to your servants? In other words, Yeshua understood he has to respect this malach. That's the and that's a different tone of voice which he now speaks to me. Could it be it's only now that he realized it's a spiritual entity? Well, he knew now. He knew it was a spiritual entity, but he didn't know what it was. And now he, when the, and malach introduces himself as the Sarat Tzavah Hashem, as the general of Hashem's army, so now Yeshua feels he has to respect him. So then again, the question is correct. What did he think before and what did he think afterwards? He knew it was something spiritual. Okay, so obviously he's come with a message. So Yeshua asks him, what's the message you want to give me? So this Malach tells Yeshua, and the message is, Take your shoes off your feet. The ground you're standing on is Kodesh. As Yeshua does, he takes off his shoes. And that advice has ended the story. And uh, completely enigmatic on every single point. What did, the, what did Yeshua think originally? What did the, what did the Malach come for? Uh, when he came to give the message, the message was just take off your shoes. And then what? Then that's the end of the story. So what's going on over here? What's Nach bringing this in for? What was the message that the Malach came for? 
And why doesn't the Navi, why does the Pasuk give us more details? So like I said, Chazal, obviously, feel this is a Makum where they have to reveal to us a little bit more than the Pesukim say. But in different places, Chazal explain the interaction over here, the meeting between Yeshua and Ismailach in different ways. So we'll address one of the approaches tonight, Be'ez Hashem, and another one we'll look at tomorrow. So I want to talk about tonight is the Gemara in Megillah and the Gemara Mudalah. When the Gemara comes to explain at least one approach to the story. And the Gemara is talking about something else over there. The Gemara wants to know what's more important. The Avodah, bringing the Karbanas, or learning Torah? The Gemara is the question. The Gemara says, what's Torah what? What's more important? I'm a battle Talmud Torah for Avodah, I'm a battle Avodah for Talmud Torah, which is a higher priority. So the Gemara says like this, would you think Avodah is more Chomer than Talmud Torah? We have a Raya not like that. And the Gemara brings the Pasuk of Yeshua meeting the Malach. And what happened when Yeshua meets the Malach? So, the Gemara says like this, when Yeshua asks the Malach, why have you, what, what is the first symbolism of the Malach holding out a sword? And Yeshua asks the Malach, why have you come? And the Malach tells him, I've come for two reasons. Why? Because you, Yeshua, have done two things wrong. What have you done wrong? Yesterday afternoon, you didn't bring the carbon Talmud. We know that the carbon Talmud was a carbon which had to be brought twice every day. Once in the morning, once in the afternoon. The previous afternoon, Yeshua hadn't brought the carbon Talmud. Number one. That was yesterday. The Akshav, and right now, Bitalton Talmud Torah. Right now, you're not learning. You're inviting Talmud Torah. So Yeshua asks the Malach, So we've done two things wrong, but which one did you come to give me Musa for? Which one are you coming to complain about? I've come for what you're doing wrong now, which means the fact that you're not learning Torah right now. So Yeshua takes the message, and the Apostle says, We haven't got this Apostle yet, it's still coming. And there's another two chapters. And what does it mean? Be'emek melamed shalon be'umko shalalacha. Now, what does that mean? What was the discussion? What are the two things you showed that wrong? And why did that bring the malach, so to speak? And why talk did they do these two things wrong? Why did why were they why did they not bring the carbon tummy the day before? So, let's understand a little bit the background to the story. And that is like this. Yeshua, like we said, the story happened when Yeshua arrives in Yerichai. They had been in Gilgal, and now they had moved to the outskirts of Yerichai because they are preparing for the first conquest. The afternoon before, Klai Yisrael had been marching, they had been so to speak, moving to the new location. And if that's the case, as we know, they packed up the Mishkan to travel. Like every time that they moved to the Mishkan. So they moved from Gilgal, they brought everything to the outskirts of Yericho. And as a result of them being 
involved in preparing the campsites or preparing to attack Yericho, they hadn't brought the Talmud. So that's why, like Rashi explains in the Gemara, that's why they had missed the Korban Talmud. They had been busy with the preparation for the Battle of Yericho. Now, after that, also as part of preparing for the battle, so I don't know what the soldiers were doing to get ready, but they hadn't been they, they hadn't been involved in learning Torah. They're preparing for war, and that's why this, this Malach comes and appears to Yeshua. The Malach comes and appears to Yeshua, but not as in the way of, so to speak, coming to greet him. He comes with the outstretched sword. Yeshua understood this was a Malach. Like he said, he didn't think for a second it was a person. Yeshua understood it was a Malach, but he didn't understand what was the message of the sword. Was the Malach coming to fight against Klai Yisrael? Or was the Malach coming to fight for Klai Yisrael? Was the symbolism of the sword that the Malach was holding meant to be a sign that it's a sword, so to speak, leading the Jewish people to fight Yerichoi? Or was it a sword against Klai Yisrael that the Malach is coming to show they deserve to be punished? Similar, if you want to draw an inference, to the case that Bilam had a Malach. And the Malach also came with a sword. But that Malach was coming to threaten Bilam. The sword was directed against Bilam, like the Malach tells him, had your donkey not stopped, I would have killed you. So when Yeshua sees the Malach with the sword, he's not sure, again, he knows it's a Malach, but he's not sure what's the Malach trying to show him. Where's the sword pointing towards? And that's why Yeshua asks him, Halonu atayim l'tzareinu. Are you coming to help us or are you coming to are you against us? What what what's the point? What are you coming to show me? And the Malach tells him and the Sats of Hashem. That was the answer to the question. I'm the general of Hashem's army. What's the Malach trying to say? And what the Malach is saying to him is I'm the Malach who's going to lead you into battle. Um, you fighting over here, but in, in the, on the spiritual plane, I'm the Malach who's going to who's going to fight for you. So why am I coming? I'm coming to tell you that you don't deserve me. You're doing something wrong. And as a result, I'm telling you what you have to change because, because of that you, so to speak, taking away my power to fight for you. Right? This is very similar to the concept we've been learning for the last few weeks. That if Klai Yisrael aren't doing what they're meant to do, it weakens their spiritual ability to work for them. And if that's the case, if Klai Yisrael aren't doing what they're meant to do, so now the Malach is, doesn't have the ability to fight, which is why he came. He revealed himself to tell you a sure, or to show you a sure, that he's unable to fight for them if, Christ, if Yeshua isn't doing what Yeshua is meant to do. And that's why Yeshua Vayipar al of Yeshua, I realized he had done something wrong. That's what the Malach came for. And he said, what are you telling me to do? Now, the way the Gemara explains the story, there were two different things Yeshua did wrong, both for the same reason. And that is, Yeshua felt that his mitzvah right now was to prepare to fight against the nations who they were meant to destroy. There was a mitzvah given to him to fight the battle, that's what Hashem told him to do. He was not only that, he had to prepare. This was the first battle the Jewish people were going to fight. And therefore he felt that this is a mitzvah right now, and if I'm Isaac in this mitzvah, I don't have to do anything else. This is what my priority is. This is my priority. And therefore, if it means that we're going to march on Yericho, and, and as a result, we won't have a mockum to bring the carbon time. So I won't bring the carbon time. I'm doing the mitzvah right now. And if as a result of that, they won't be able to learn, so we won't learn. Like, when there's a matzav of a mitzvah, mitzvah, like the Rambam rats, so everyone's mechuyuf to go to war, so we can battle people from Talmud Torah for that. Can we go to war too? 
there were, even if Kahani don't have to fight, but we need a, we need the Mizbeach to be set up. If it's in transit, then there isn't a place to be in the Korban. So instead of setting up the oil mode, they were more, they were marching. So, so there wasn't the oil mode to set up right now. So what did you in the midbar? I mean, sometimes they were busy traveling at, at those hours as well. Did they stop every? I don't know how. We don't know how long the journeys were in the midbar, and maybe they took a bit. Maybe when they were on the journey and there wasn't a functional um, mishkan, they couldn't bring the carbon. We have requirements. The Gemara says. You can only shaft the Talmud, Pesach Elmoid, which means we need the Elmoid set up. We can't just put down the Mizbech. We need the Elmoid, we need the Chotzev, we need the Pesach Elmoid. Without all these things, we can't, uh, we can't bring a carbon. So I don't know what happened in the Midbar. It could be that, the, like I said, the journeys weren't that long, or it could be that in Akhrami, while they were traveling, they couldn't bring the Korbanis. So what was the Manach's complaint? What was the Manach's complaint? So Rashi and the Gemara Megillah explains that the Manach's complaint was you could have done both. You could have done both. You weren't going to war yesterday afternoon. So you could have done the carbon timer and then prepared. There was no reason for you to spend the time preparing and as a result of that, miss the carbon timer. You could have organized both. It's like the Gemara says that even though the halacha is the one mitzvah, um, if a person is also in a mitzvah, he does not live in a different mitzvah, but it's actually the kind shnayim, if it's possible to do both, then you meant to do both. But like he said, it wasn't after him, it was the Hanim and the Levim that should have been. It wasn't the people bringing it, it was a coin, it was a coin available. They needed to set up the Mishkan and make time to put them in, to set everything up in order to allow them to have the circumstances to bring a carbon. And therefore, like Rashi says over there, he says to him, You mavatal the carbon chinam for nothing. You couldn't have, you, anyway, you weren't going to war last night. So that's the case. You could have first brought the carbon time and then afterwards done whatever you needed to do. But how long does it take to set up the Mishkan? However long it takes, I don't know. However long it takes, he could have, he could have worked it out if they would have done it first. He could have had a few, uh, an hour. Right, and he should have planned not to miss it. Even if he's preparing for the war of Yericho, there wasn't a reason to revive the carbon time. And the same thing he tells him, that now, right now, right now, when um, at night time, when you should meet this Malach, why isn't, why isn't everybody learning? What are they doing? They're preparing for battle. They're not going to fight right now. Now you must be sitting and learning. And therefore, he said the two things Lai Shal doing wrong, again, for the same reason. You should have felt that the preparation for war was both everything else. Says the Malach, that's when there's actually a battle to fight. But right now, it's before the battle. So before, before the battle is when you prepare. You don't wait for the battle. is when you need to prepare. And the way to prepare is to sit and learn. And that's what the Malach wanted to say to him. The Malach wanted to say, I'm here to fight for you. But then you have to prepare the way you meant to prepare. And therefore, when, the go- when you go to war, of course, you actually fight it. The preparation beforehand, go and learn. And that's what Yeshua asked him. Yeshua asked, which of the two are you coming for right now? In other words, which of the various we did, so to speak, would have prevented your coming if we don't change it? Is it the fact that the avoided, that's what is going to give us this divine assistance, or is it the fact of the Dimuratari? And the feel where the Gemara explains it, after Basi, I came for what you're doing wrong now. Now, go and learn. Because that's the way to get the divine assistance which you're going to need. And that's what the Gemara says, Yeshua fixed this up. Not here, in the next battle. The night before they fought against the eye, the night before they fought against the eye, it says, Yeshua spent that night in the valley. But the Gemara says it doesn't mean he spent the night in the valley. That's not significant to us. What it says, he spent the night before the battle learning Torah. He got everyone involved in the Sugya and they spent the night before the battle preparing Torah. That was the way to deserve the, 
in the divine assistance which the, the angel was going to give him. But that was the second Right. I would imagine now, after hearing from the Malach, he sure went and did it. But you see, he learned the lesson that the next time around, he didn't have to wait for the reminder. He, he knew now the way to prepare for a battle is to go and look. But we see a similar thing much later on in history. The same idea with Chizkiyahu and Malach. The night before Chizkiyahu was going to attack Yerushalayim, so like the Pesach says, Chizkiyahu's defense strategy was to pay for the oil that would burn in the base medishes all night long if people could sit and know. It was a similar idea because he also understood that there wasn't, as Avia told him, that he was going to fight Sancheriv. He didn't have a way to win against Sancheriv physically. So the way he took was, everyone going to sit and learn. And the Torah that, that people learned was what gave them the salvation against, against uh, Sancheriv's army. Exactly the same as here. The Malach came to fight. It says that same night a Malach came down and destroyed the army of Sancheri. And therefore the sites of Hashem, the angel who fights the battles of Hashem, uh, we're going to give him a name, a different version, we give him different names. This is the name the Nach uses for him. He's the, the, the general of Hashem's army, this angel who's going to fight Israel's battles, he tells you, sure, I'm on your side, but I need the Kayach of, what your, of your Torah, so to speak, to fight. It's the same Malach that came later on to fight Sancheri. And again, he needed the Koyach to do that. And that's why when the, 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 that was the message that he came to give Yeshua. Okay, that's the, that's the way the Gemara in Megillah explains the story. What it doesn't answer is the last Pasuk. It doesn't answer the last Pasuk. When Yeshua asks the Malach, uh, what do you want to tell me? The Malach's message was, take your shoes off because the ground is standing on his Kodesh. What, how does that fit into the story? What's he trying to say? Also, if you're going to ask one more question, why is it suddenly on the ground? You can say that when you talk to a malach, so it's out of respect, take off your shoes. What's it going to do with the ground? Now, we find a very similar passage by Matan Torah. Not by Matan Torah, but by Harsinai. When Moshe Rabbeinu meets Hashem by the burning bush, Hashem tells him exactly the same thing. Take off your shoes, this is Parsha, because the land you're standing on is Kodesh. But there we understand, it's Harsinai. So it's, it's, it's not just because he's privy to a divine revelation, because he's talking to Hashem. Their attack of the ground is Kodesh. Right? This was the ground which had been sanctified to give the Torah. This was Harsina. Then we understand. But why was it Nagar over here by the Malach, which we don't even know where it was, it was some, somewhere outside Yerichoi, that the Malach tells him the same message. The land you're standing on. Why did, what was Kodesh about the place? What was that place? And... Uh, why was that what, was, what you sure needed to do? So that Hashem, we'll see tomorrow night, and we see the second explanation of the, of the story of the interaction with this malach, what he came for, what he's doing, then we'll be able to answer that question also. We'll see that tomorrow, Baez Hashem. Yeah.